to the Soulflow Studios Music Hour. Uh, just in time for Halloween, the studio is haunted. I hope that they spooky. can hear that. It's super spooky. I am your host, Jeremy Boniello. And I'm Mike Hollis. And today is Tuesday, October 22nd. And uh, it was a pretty special episode, I'd say, because uh, we had on a group of folks that uh, Mike and I both know pretty well. We've both gotten to know them over the years. I think, I mean, I can't really speak for you. Do you, do you know them pretty well? Like, Yeah, I definitely know them pretty well. Cool. They're yeah. playing around and sharing the bill with them. Yeah, definitely. I like that sound, actually. It's just like it adds to the spookiness. And this song is kind of spooky, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so... Halloweeny. Tonight's guest was Ed Daly, and well, the Doc Edison. I'm not Doc Edison con- and the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it consisted of some local folks um, who all play in all other sorts of kinds of bands around town, throughout the Hudson Valley. I'm sure they travel as well. I know Chris. Chris does all sorts of different kinds of things. He he plays a lot of jazz, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, him and I share the stage quite often playing jazz tunes and uh, he's off also been performing a lot I think of in the gypsy jazz scene lately too oh yeah awesome yeah which is like blown up here in the Hudson Valley I feel like yeah it's a, it's like always kind of been a thing in the periphery and probably classified more as like just hippie music like maybe <laughs> 10 years ago or so mm-hmm. maybe longer but it's definitely more of like a thing that people are really indulging in and studying and uh, learning the ins and outs of it's really cool because um, you get to hear you know they're getting really deep with it and they're uh, exploring you know the the genre all the way back to its roots and and you know playing some really fucking cool shit that's like off time um really crazy melodies which i'm sure you could break down a lot better than i can i mean i don't i don't really know what the 
Yeah, I mean, in ways, some of that, uh, the the original music, like Django Reinhardt, was really ahead of its time. I think, you know, a lot of elements of bebop in what he was doing that would later come to be explored a lot more. Yeah, nice. And you're saying that 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 those elements exist also in, in the gypsy jazz stuff? The Bal- oh, yeah. The Balkan music? And I, all I would say with the way, well, specifically because... Um, I would associate Django Reinhardt with Gypsy Jazz. Yeah, of course. And definitely. the way that he himself played melodies, I think he has impacted and kind of helped really create that genre in a way. Not that like he was that genre, but when you're going to hear people now doing what they're doing, a lot of what they're doing, I think they're borrowing a lot from him That's and Stefan Grappelli and those yeah, guys. Yeah, that, that, that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's funny because I see it still like even what um, I'm trying to think of exactly the band like uh, oh man like Laura Crimmins and Sean yeah that's that's who kind of who I was thinking about that he's been playing with and that kind of thing yeah okay yeah because I feel like they do a lot of like that roots style music of mm-hmm. like that gypsy jazz stuff. And I believe he leads a he leads a jam session in once a month or so. Cool, doing that. Nice. All right. Well, nice. I I I don't know why how I got sidetracked into that gypsy jazz <laughs> thing, but anyway, it's cool. Anybody that's interested in it uh, should check it out. Um, but yeah, so we had uh, Doc Edison <laughs> and the Machine on, uh, and yeah, Ed Daly's really cool. I've known him pretty much since he's been in town going to snugs um you know learning his music and playing with him uh in morningwood which we talk about a little bit on the episode and yeah ed was always just like one of those straight up good guys that was nice you know and uh he's like a big dude so if you have if you ever had any problems (laughs) you knew that ed had your back (laughs) yeah it's a good guy to have your back totally yeah so and the, and he was uh, every time I used to just go to his house and hang out with them and just and just play music you know I'd bring my snare drum and my brushes and mm-hmm. we would just like play so many tunes we'd be there for like hours just playing songs like and it's funny being that age like I didn't really think anything of it actually until right now until I started talking about it I'm like thinking back like holy shit like we spent so many hours just playing music together like I remember them coming to my house on Tricor for a for a rehearsal one night and uh and we were all like in my bedroom like in a <laughs> circle i think zeb was even there like playing bass at the time maybe or something yeah. it was like really interesting but yeah so i have memories like that with ed nice uh, yeah and and so i really wanted to get him on so i'm happy that they're he- that they they came in tonight and uh yeah we talked a lot about new paul's and the current music situation that's going on, and we, uh, everything all right? Yeah. Okay. You're giving me a look like. Uh, oh, no, I, I, that wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a look what? at you. Is it my, there it is. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'm back with the spooky noises and my looks. It's probably fine that, uh, <laughs> my mic cut out because I wasn't really saying shit anyway, but um, yeah, that's spooky. 
spooky noise. Oh no! Watch out, Mike. No! Here we are at Soulflow Studios with uh, some peeps. <laughs> I texted Ed earlier and asked him if he had a band or if he was playing solo. He's uh, bringing some peeps, so you guys are the peeps. I wasn't sure. I asked some Snowbear people, too. But <laughs> Melissa does voice lessons tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dave works. She that? was teaching where I was before I came here. Right. right. She's back there. Chris nice. We're all connected. too, but he's the only one I could get, so we have a hybrid. Nice. He's in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Chris yeah, playing like his, every band. His uh, plan to dominate the bass world of New Pulse is pretty much taken over at this point. <laughs> He's got Jay down to percussion drums. <laughs> just broke him. He just oh, won't even man. play the bass anymore. He's a happy hour once in a while. It's not exact. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, really? Pretty much. I think that's it. Oh man. Well, we gotta bring bring Jay in here to do a Miles Brothers right. episode yeah. then. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. No one brings a thunder like Jay Miles. Come on. <laughs> got it. I'll bring him out of retirement. Cause I want to hear him. George Harrison in the, in the Holy Grail, man. You got to start a band. I'll and book him because I want to hear him. There you go. <laughs> you ruined him, so it's up to you to bring him back. <laughs> we don't see Pete Newman anymore in town either. It's true. You see Pete? We don't see Pete no more. Yeah. <laughs> Drove him right out of town. <laughs> You're a bully. He's a base bully. Base bully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Sam either. See, all the drummers are nice to each other. We don't. Uh, I mean, at least to our fa to each other's at, at faces. At least to each other's yeah. faces, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Base no, they, yeah, you're nice. a bunch of nice yeah. drummers. Roger, I mean, you guys are all yeah, pretty chill. Yeah, totally. Hector is very chill. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's because they always have gigs. Yeah, right. Pretty much. Yeah. They divided them up evenly. See, they're a democratic group. <laughs> they divided them all up evenly Just to have a... Telepathically. <laughs> What's that? Um, I was going to say something really sound guy nerdy about this microphone. Okay. Um, you taped over the vent holes in the back of it. I actually didn't tape that mic. No, but... You ta it, they taped over the vent holes in the back of it, so it doesn't... It's an omni microphone. Oh yeah, they canceled out the phase. They canceled out the phase cancellation from the rear. Yeah. The do you want to take it off? The shape. I do. I think you should. Think you off? should. No, no. I, I mean, oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Rick Birmingham right now is demonstrating <laughs> a little bit of his knowledge and sound. Do you want me to unplug it? And yeah, if you want to learn I'll more talk into about it now, <laughs> and then I'll take tape off, and we'll hear the difference. No, Rick Birmingham it. has led uh, mi microphone workshops for the Hudson Valley Music Collective here in New Paltz, and you could learn more about Phase. Does a great demonstration by swinging a, mi a microphone right up to the amp, amp, and changed my life. Ah. Thank you, Rick. Rick's fixing the mic as we speak. Oh, nice choice. Nice. You can oh, hear that. fixing it, changing it, changing it back to its original shape and form. Well, that's the theory, huh? So, Chris, I want to get down. How do you say your last name? How do you say your last name? Uh, he's going to change it now. Yeah, it's not, it's not really a simple question. I was, Machia is the way I was brought up okay. pronouncing it, but Machia is the correct Italian way. Okay. And more people know me as Machia, and all the nicknames came from Machia. Okay. So I generally go with that. Yeah, that's if what I'm I always... Basically, if I'm up in New Paltz, it's Maki. If I'm down on Long Island, it's Masha. Third cage of you. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it depends on your geographic. 
what the kids are calling it these days. Cool. Well, we settled it. <laughs> I called him Mashia now. Mashia. He told me, so I can't. Mashia. Did you used to mosh when you were a kid? Uh, I mean, not like. Do you still mosh? No. Just in his room <laughs> with his teddy bear. I went and saw Slayer when I was a kid. My brother took me to see Slayer when I was 16. Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax. The Clash of the Titans. All right, the How's tape is off the mic now. Wow. Does it sound different It sounds to you? amazing. Holy shit. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. So We're going to introduce everybody here. We got Mike Hollis, as always, Mike. helping Ooh. me out. Yay, everybody. Hey, hey. Cheer for Mike. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> We got Weezer Miles, which is a treat. I've been really wanting to get you in here for a while. Thanks, man. We worked Thanks. together over the years. We gotta finish that song. We, we do. I want to just completely re-record it. Like of course. I it, I, it actually came on, like on uh, iTunes. I had some songs oh. that I was that I was working on on, and it just like it was the next song in the in I the shuffle it's playlist. Flat. It I sounded good. That much. It is. I remember what key it's in. I don't remember too much else. No, because I thought you tuned. I thought you just tuned your guitar I to did. itself. I did. And then, like, you didn't know what I did, you didn't have a tuner on you. Whenever I record with Rick, he he wants to punch me <laughs> because I just go in and I'm in half. And flat, you have half tape on all your microphones. Open tuning, <laughs> and then we go back, and it's like I can't. I tune the violin over and all this. It adds a little extra flavor, though. You know. Hey, whatever. Yeah, you know. That's what it's all about. That's that's what it's about. Totally. And Ed Daly. Sure. Right. That's how you pronounce your last that's name. That's easy right? one. Yeah, Straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Can't mess that up. Because I do mess up last names, even though I read them and see them. You know. I can only spell my last name wrong. Everybody spells it different. How do you spell it? D a l e y. D a l e y. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's Very how I spell it. Yeah. yeah I had to brilliant. think about that. Brilliant man. <laughs> Very easy. People add eyes and removies and yeah. That's like my that. last name. It's yeah. hard for people, but understandably. And Chris Machia. 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 I say Machia because I'm Italian. I just that's how it is. Right. Yeah, follow your heart, man. Whatever you, whatever <laughs> you want to say. It. It's not and Rick, <laughs> Rick Birmingham, who's a veteran now of uh, Soul Flow Studios. Yeah podcast was on with yard sale those kooky cast characters that must have been fun the veteran of the room itself. and the room itself which i'm sure we like all, all of you guys room. are yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've taken many drugs on what used to be that couch i would take whatever oh there's a couch right there yeah, yeah. on when they were recording i'd sit there and read and <laughs> just you know You'd find the drugs that fell into the bottom of the cushions of the couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Among other things that I didn't want to find. Yeah. I, well, I, that's what Andy I love Gladding's about this. Andy Gladding's underwear. Andy Gladding's yeah, underwear. Wow. Shit-stained oh, underwear. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a flag. Right? It's a white flag. It's <laughs> a brown and white flag. Um, and what and yeah i mean that's that's part of the reason why i wanted to start this thing because i'm here in this space and i'm like what better place to capture all of the music that's happening in the area than this space in general Amen. and uh get to know people better and that's most of the reason why i do this is to get to know you guys better because i don't 
we don't really ever get to have a conversation. I know, right? Yeah, we yeah. played together and then run into each other, but yeah, yeah for years. Don't get to talk too much. Like yeah. over probably a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, what I know of you is that you're from Long Island. Yeah. And you've been playing music like forever now, right? Like. I mean, I, I noodled around some. I had a, I was in a couple bands out of high school, but then I but I played sports a lot. And I did a lot of stuff, so I didn't really. I didn't really, you know, to be honest, I, I just didn't like, the Long Island scene was very different music-wise. It was very competitive, grew up in the 70s, yeah, lived yeah. with a lot of friends who, like, played, but we didn't play together and stuff, and I honestly, I just didn't really take myself that seriously, you know what I mean? I played for my own enjoyment and stuff. I, I was, like I said, I was in and out of a couple of bands, but I wasn't really the main part of those bands. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I moved up here, and, uh... Started working at Snugs there at the door. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. is what happened. And Lara Hope used to run the open mic there at that time. And I was there for about a year, and no one even knew I played. And Lara would needed a capo one night. She was looking for a capo and asking everybody, and I happened to have one in my pocket, and I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't <laughs> want everyone to know I played. But but finally, I was like, okay, here, I got one. And, of course, she's like, well, you gotta, you've got to come up and play now. You've been here for a year. You've never played, and you know. Nice. So I, I played eyes, uh, In Your Eyes and a couple of the songs for her. And, and and actually, Debbie, who used to be the manager of Bacchus, was in the audience, and she hired me on the spot. She's like, I'll come play at Bacchus this week. I'll pay you to play there on Friday night. Awesome. So I did some shows there. And people would come up to me at the door at Snugs and be like, I just saw this guy over at Bacchus. You got to come. And I was like, yeah, that was me. And they're yeah. like, no, no, no. It was like a younger guy. He was like playing. And he played Elvis songs. I said, yeah, he asked me to play Elvis songs. I played Teddy Bear. And they're like, that was you? And I'm like, yeah. Nice. And that was it. Right right from that moment, I pretty much met up with you after that. And yeah, yeah. was playing yeah. a little bit with Rich and Amy because they were my neighbors. And uh -huh. we started off that Misfit Toy Nation thing. Well, at the time it was uh, Morningwood. Right, Morningwood. Oh. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. that's right, that's right. And yeah. that was a whole weird kismet thing too, right? Well, I, I mean, you mean just like a mix of? Well, yeah, but the, that, I'm trying to remember. There was a story with that. Of we, I'm trying to remember why we named it Morningwood. It was like Rich's idea, I think. Oh, really? Sounds it like, was a rich like idea. Rich, right. I think it was, it was Camp Morningwood or something from The Simpsons. It was like something like that. Huh. So anyway, we go to we go to Mountain Jam that year, and um, with Rich and Amy and stuff, and we camp under one of these big um, stanchions that holds up the ski tow ropes. Uh -huh. And um, we wake up in the morning, we look up, and right above our campsite is a giant flag that says Camp Morningwood. So somebody randomly just put that sign up there. Right above us. Oh, that wow. Was like the first I, I really thought you were going to be like, and right above us was Rich's dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> his morning wind. <laughs> oh, no. Do we understand now. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. I forgot about that. That's cool. Nice. Oh. There is another band called Morningwood, and people would ask me all the time. They're like, wait, you're in Morningwood? Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, but but just like a local New Pulse yeah. band. Yeah. And so we had to change that. But that, that was fun. The yeah. nth degree or something. They had a song, right? Isn't that? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Earth? I feel like they had a song, the nth degree. But yeah, we started getting asked about that a little bit. So we I had to change it up. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I had a lot of good times. And Jay played bass in that band, right? Yeah. 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 So that was my start playing with Jay. Uh, and and uh, yeah, that was great. Like, we I think we had a recorded show even. Probably like that, Brendan recorded. Yes, that's right, because Brendan was was the original guitar player, lead guitar player in that band, yeah. right? So he recorded something. There's a little CD somewhere with some songs on it. I think Rich and Amy have some copies of that. I had I had a copy of it digitally, like on 
a device that I had that nice. ended up dying at some point. But yeah. I'd love to hear that, boy. That's original, yeah, old yeah. school stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I wish I could find it, or maybe I could locate it. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I don't know. We've all played together at various times. It's so interesting. It's cool. Um, everybody with uh, their own bands, except you and I. We've played with what, well, like Blue Museum. Oh yeah. We did you play? Did you play, we play a gig? at the same time? <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like you did play a gig with us one time. I don't know. I think that might have been. I think Chris was still just playing with us when Joe was. Yeah, no, actually, I, actually, I subbed in at PSP once. I feel like there guys. was at oh. least yeah, yeah. like yeah, one gig, happened. or was it with Liana? I think Liana was there, but I remember doing Blue Museum songs. Yeah, you might have uh. um, subbed in for. Was it the show with Sarah Shook and the Disarmers? That. Sounds maybe familiar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. After like a month ago, it all just kind of blends into one big show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's get to Misfit Toys now. <laughs> Sorry, as a <laughs> just that, transition. That, that band isn't even really here either, because that's like yeah. that's like a conglomerate of bands, right? That's got Miles Brothers and Rich and Creamy and representatives of you know what forty bands probably between all of us. Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why and it's like the Misfit Toy Nation, uh, Island of Misfit Toys from uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, you know, that's really where all that comes from. Definitely, Misfit Toy Nation is probably the biggest cover band around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rotating at full strength, like ten or eleven people, right? Yeah, yeah. I played with you at various times yeah. in that uh, that sure. band, and um, but you mainly have Hector no, on drums. Roger, Roger? Okay. Roger was Roger, I guess, still is because. The only shows we really do are the, um, as a full band, are the Halloween show with Nirvana Pulse. We do, we'll be doing that Friday, November first this year. It's always on Halloween or closest to Halloween. Cool. That's like the longest running. We're gonna run a costume contest that night, or what? We're gonna who? What? We're gonna do a costume contest that night. Yeah. Yep. What? Good. Costume ball. Type thing, yeah. Every nice. day that week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it'll be costumes all week. Even oh, this awesome. weekend, people will start wearing costumes. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but so um. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to what we were. So Roger, Roger is going to do that gig, and he and we usually do a birthday show because Amy's birthday is the March 8th and mine's March 9th. Oh, so perfect. we usually do one a show on that on that time. Cool. So really, that band does two shows a year. Wow. Really, we don't book anywhere else. We don't do anything else. That that you know, it's just kind of a tradition, and it's such a family band. And whoever can everybody. show up, right, so. is there. Yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah. Never That's have awesome. a rehearsal ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, practice, yeah. throw new songs out, just yeah, we need, wing it. We need to we need to get some of the youngins in on these bands now. You know, like yeah. Rich Kelly and and uh Yeah. And Dorian and yep. you know. Yep. Definitely. Rich, Rich Kelly's awesome. Yeah, he's a definitely an awesome talent when he get in there. Dorian. I've never officially he played with the Mr. Toys, I think. Once Probably. or twice. Yeah, sat in with us once or twice. Cool. Cool then. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. I always see him traveling yeah. everywhere, playing. That's He's awesome. living a dream. Traveling the world, yeah. That's great. Um, and uh, just also mentioning that you basically curate the music at uh, at Snugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You, book, you book everybody. Yeah, I book all the music that goes through there, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Every Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Open mics on Thursdays, a lot of happy hour music on Fridays now. That's become a popular again, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Get cool. some bands in there that can't really, don't have enough draw to really 
get a weekend, but do have enough people that want to come out, like on a reasonable. You know, Snugs is late. Yeah, time, yeah, man. Eleven till sure. three a.m. Definitely, a lot of bands just can't wrap their minds around that concept. <laughs> yeah. they book a show and then they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna start at 8. And I said, "No, that'll be three hours early." Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many bands I've brought up from the city that are like, "What? You're we're gonna play then?" Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they're there yeah. and they're like, "Wow, there's there's still people here. There's people coming in the door at 2.30. Exactly. And I try to explain that to bands. You want to keep playing because you're going to make a lot of money after 2 a.m. And they're like, what? I'm like, half your drawer is going to be everybody else coming down because we're the last stop for everybody. Totally. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It is awesome, yeah. And uh, it's sounding better than than ever than it has there. Yeah, thanks to Rick. Actually, Rick has been... You know, for an upgrade. Yeah, again, but you pulled us from the dark ages into the middle ages, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how, little how, by little. <laughs> how long have you been booking there, Ed? I am so bad with time, yeah, but yeah. it's like twelve years, somewhere between twelve, and fourteen wow. years, something yeah, like, like that. About I guess. as long as I've been living here, probably. About there, right, yeah, right. Were you so? Were you booking there when Ray was well Ray actually is the guy that hired me so that okay. that's the story how I got hired I, I you know I moved up here and I, I was doing some contracting and I needed a little side cash job so um, I heard that I, I had met Ray and he said he was looking for some security guys and I, I've been doing security my whole life so he hired me on a Tuesday and um, asked me to come in on Friday when I showed up on Friday he had quit and all the security guys quit with him because they were all like kind of together. Oh, and wow. so yeah, I, yeah. you know, I said to the to the barmaid, I was like, "So I don't I don't have a job." And she's like, "Actually, I have no security guys. If you want a job, <laughs> uh, you can work." Every, so I was the only security guy at Snugs for like a year and a half. The only one. Every time there was bands, I was the only guy there. And there was no backdoor guy back then. I was the only guy there. Wow. <laughs> there was no backyard even. Well, there there was, but you couldn't. They right, you could they, you couldn't go back there with your drinks and stuff. You had to stay in the bar. It was kind of closed off, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Mike, it was, the Mike was there. Mike left around that time too. Probably. Mike, big Mike left too. Yeah. He came back like a, maybe a, less than a year later and stuck around for another year or so. But then you know he was he was getting re- to retire as the CEO and stuff, so he wanted to yeah yeah move on with his life, I guess, and sure go travel, do fun stuff. Yeah, got yeah. married. Oh, awesome. Good time, yeah. That's great. Yeah, Snugs, I've I've been lucky enough to have the pleasure to see it really kind of ebb and flow and evolve into what it's become now. Yeah. Now living in New Paltz, especially with the sad reality of so many performing spaces having closed, Snugs, even before that happened, had really risen part very largely because of you guys getting your shit together with a PA there and... But the vibe was always there. But once that PA moved in, it really changed the whole game. Yeah. I yeah, think. yeah, totally. Um, and, yeah, it's just definitely if you play in New Paltz, you want to play, play at Snugs if you can. Yeah. yeah. There's, always, there's always opening slots available, probably. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> Look up some lo- Definitely maybe. Well, the, I tell people, you know, I get, I, you know, between texts and emails and calls, I still get 10 to 12 a day. You know, for people looking for gigs. So yeah, yeah. obviously I don't have that many shows. So, yeah, But yeah, yeah. that's the first thing I tell people is, you know, come to an open mic. You know, if you show up at an open mic and we'll have a bunch of people, and now the pressure's on me to get you in there because, you know, I can see you're popular. Or, you know, look up bands from New Pulse. Look them up on Facebook. Look them online. Listen to them and then contact them. And, then, you know, if you are from out of town, you trade a gig, you know, from your local bar, bring their band there, and, then, you know, then you come to Snugs and play yeah, with them. Yeah. yeah, a lot of bands have kicked off from here. 
Yeah. Exactly that way. Yeah. Tra- yeah. Trading gigs out. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then yeah, I mean, bands that do that sometimes get their own followings here, and then they get their own gigs. Absolutely. And then they're you know, opening acts and stuff. So Totally. Yeah, but it's yeah. definitely the way to do it. You know, it's it's the, the it's not a downside. I mean, it's it, of being so popular now that I, I can't get everybody in, but I, I would like to get more people in that don't have a great following. But it's hard to do that with only you know two weekend dates and a and a Tuesday, just can't get everybody in. Yeah, so yeah. so the numbers do count. You know, unfortunately, you know, you still you still have a responsibility to the bar and the people working there to, to make as much money as you can. Definitely. So you're always going to book the most popular bands first. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But hang in there. Keep keep <laughs> playing. Keep playing out okay. and get a, get a crowd coming, and then you'll end up on snug stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or book your gigs there like a year ahead of time. Yeah. But even then, even then, I you know I'm not right. going to book them unless I know they're a home run a year ahead of time right, because right. I can't take the chance that I'm going to miss a home run for that right. night. Yeah, yeah. Because that that happens too. There've been know? a lot of cancellations this past summer too. People. We had a couple. Yeah, yeah. we did have a couple between this past year. We had a few, even going into last winter. So oh. there's always that opportunity also. Yeah. Someone bails out or something mixes up on their tour and they don't make it. All right, let's get down to it. What's the most fucked up thing you ever saw? At <laughs> oh God! Oh, I mean, I don't even know. I fucked up how? I mean, you, you, that's like asking your favorite guitar player: the blues, happy notes. I or, just did it. Know, it's, it's, I know. Which bathroom is generally it. worse? The woman's room. The woman's room actually wow, it yeah, gets. Okay. I mean, that's the one we had to put the steel toilet in first because they broke the toilet. In there. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean they clogged it. They broke the porcelain part of the toilet. Yeah, like I've yeah. never seen that happen in any bar I've ever worked in. <laughs> so that the girls can be pretty, pretty messed up. I mean, <laughs> fucked fucked up shit is like, you know, there's bad fucked up shit. You know, like I've seen people do bad things. I mean, I I have a drawer full of knives that I've confiscated off of people mm, and wow. things that you know. So that that. That kind of stuff is real negative. Uh, one of the, you know, one, bragging about my bartending skills, I, I once watched this girl, I could tell she was just about to throw up at the bar, and I grabbed a pint glass and slid it under her just as she filled up the entire glass, <laughs> and I pulled it out, and not a drop was on the bar. I walked right out to the dumpster and just dumped the glass oh, right in the man. dumpster, and I, and I thought to myself, that was pretty swift. Like, yes. I caught that. That would have ruined the entire mood of the night, and no one knew what happened. Not like a single a person G. knew what happened. Wow. <laughs> It all fit in the pint glass? All, I mean, right to the top. It was just a perfect... That's I looked crazy. at it, I was like, <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, good timing. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. We had, let's see, we had the, this one band, the Bees. I'll never forget their name. They were from, I want to say Albany, maybe the Albany area. And indie band, and they were a guest of somebody else. And I, I walk in the bar to set up sound for them, and they have the drummer... They have two drummers, one on stage and one in the middle of the bar. And their amplifiers are like, and I'm, I'm like, guys, this is just not going to work. I can't. And they were giving me the whole performance thing. And I'm like, yes, but fire codes and where are the people going to stand that are, you know, we're not closing the bar for you guys to play. We need, yeah, yeah. We need customers to come here and go. To, and they followed me out to the parking lot. They weren't happy. They weren't happy at all because I just pulled them, you know, after like one song. I just like. It's the only band I ever actually actually had to pull off the stage because they weren't listening. And, wow! Oh, uh, they got they became jerks. Yeah. Oh, totally. Got really aggressive. Take away stuff. my artistic right. expression. I, trying to explain. I was going to poop on your bar right. as part of my show, <laughs> right. and now I can't do that. Right. Right. 
This guy's told me. It's like, no, you could have pooped on the bar. Right, right. You were too loud. As long as there was a pint glass handy. Yeah, right. It better fit in a pint glass. I love the guys that tell me, yeah, I'm a sound guy, and they're standing behind their amplifier. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure sound guys know which side of the amp the sound comes out of. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They don't generally stand behind their amplifier. Unless they just didn't want to blow their... Yeah. Their own ears out. Exactly. Well, that's the you know the earplugs on stage. Yeah, like no yeah. earplugs. I actually made that rule. I was like, no earplugs on stage. If you've got to put earplugs on stage, what do you think we're doing out here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too loud. Man. Yeah. And yeah. Snugs is like that. It's a long tube, so it it seems like on stage you want to get loud, but really the sound the travels right through. Yeah. You just don't even need to. Horn players, I always tell them you don't even need a mic. The horn just cuts right Mind through. It. Yeah. Really? Just, well. That's cool. Yeah. Is Sikandra been playing there at all? Any time Sikandra been is playing there. December awesome. 27th. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Christmas show. Christmas show. Nice. Glean. Chilovlu is coming from Turkey to give us a voice. Now, that's the biggest band, right? Too. That's the biggest band in Upa. How many people in that band? Uh... If everybody came, there would be 17 people there in the band. There you go. Yeah. Like all at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I think that's right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's wow. kind of like an Iron Maiden thing, right? Like, you, you, people weren't around, so you got other people in, and then they were around again, so other people kept kind of getting added in. Um, more like a white snake thing than an Iron Maiden thing. <laughs> Iron Maiden didn't go through too many different people. Well, but they did have... They replaced one of their guitar players, and then when the old one right. came back, they added him. So that's the, that's the analogy that I was Oh, oh, with. I got you. So oh, now yeah. they have three guitar players. They do? Yeah, and, and two of them that. will play a solo unison sometimes. Sweet. Yeah. They're really? They're, they're touring yes. with three guitar players I've, right now? They've been doing that's that so for awesome. over 10 years. Really? Uh, yeah, I've, maybe 15. Right. I mean, I, I, I think I bought Power Slave. Oh, Seventh Son, Seventh Son was the last re- last record of theirs that I bought. I, did, just I think there's six. I didn't follow them after that. And then you can yeah. stop if, you, if th- you'd like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you get the live ones after that well, oh, for yeah. when they play. You know, the they're ones. a great live band. Hell yeah! Kill it. Never saw them. So oh, Iron Maiden, Dio, and Motorhead. Oh uh, PNC. Nice. I'll, I'll almost I'll appreciate any band if they're good live. I don't care what music you're playing, I don't care what genre it is or whatever. Right. Like the B52s live were so good. Man. Oh man, I'm sure they just kicked so much I'll ass. I bet, yeah. Yeah, I and wish they I rocked could. so much harder than that they come across on the records too. You know, they're like yeah, yeah, loud and ripping it and yelling and you know. Nice. One of the things I was just saying to someone about like the the Iron Maiden fans are that if you if you, I have a few Iron Maiden T-shirts I'll wear, and it's amazing the diversity of people that love Maiden and will like, Be like walk right up to you. Yeah, let's see. Oh, Eddie, you know, yeah. give you five and stuff. Like no matter where you are, and in the weirdest of times, there's been times where I've been really in a bad mood, not feeling too good. And like at the gas station, getting like a drink, and somebody is like, "Hey, man, I, and Eddie," and then starts talking to me about Iron Maiden. Yeah. And like, you know, to this day, how long have those fucking guys been around? And it's just this For, yeah. cool, weird thing that. Per- 
assist. I feel like they were the, the slip band. You, know, you had Sabbath and Deep Purple. They were the original heavy metal. Yeah. And then all the other stuff that came after. But Iron Maiden was like just kind of in between all that. And maybe a great amount of people bonded to them. Yeah. And Because I've, I've seen that same thing. You see Iron Maiden shirts everywhere. And every kind of show and every <laughs> yeah. kind of bar. Every kind of person. Every kind of person, right? Little old library lady with the yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, is your is guitar your the only instrument you play? Or yes. You play oh okay. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'll play tambourine. All right. Yeah, some percussion. <laughs> yeah, background I, I, vocals. I, I, I'm kind of a percussion <laughs> guitar player. I, like I'm, you know, I'm, I don't like to call myself a musician because I never learned to read or write music. So I feel like I'm should give props to people who do that and call them musicians. Yeah, right. There's, uh, there's got to be another word for us. Like, yeah, artist. Know. There you go. Just, that, you that, know. I guess that kind of works. Although, I, I don't know. I'll call you a musician. So. Thank you. There was a... Uh, Depends on your definition. Right. <laughs> right. In uh, Peekskill, where I grew up, there's they have the artist collective, yeah. and um, I went to a meeting that they had, and they're like, so what do you do? And, and I explained, you know, I'm a musician... And uh, nobody really wanted to kind of incorporate me into that, into their scene as artists. You know what I mean? I think but you know the builds a car is an artist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you That's, well, you have to like make sound sculptures. Or yeah, something. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty silly. But anyway, that was a that's about the stupidest thing I've I, ever heard. I'm a painter, <laughs> right. Ben's literally. I paint with reverb. <laughs> I'd like to throw an egg at the artist collective. <laughs> yeah, no. It, that it, is well, what's funny is the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. By the end of the meeting, multiple people had directed me and one other musician to each other, like over the whole night. You know, multiple times, like, "Oh, you're a musician. You should talk to that guy. He's a musician too." <laughs> like, uh, I would to... say though that most musicians that read and write music are not pretentious about it. I almost feel like more so people the other way around are insecure about it. In my experience, I get that a lot more. Yeah. Like everybody's like that. you know quickly to judge themselves when yeah. the the musician that can read and write if you're good they're very accepting most of the time. Yeah, oh, I mean, up yeah, here yeah. I found that. Yeah, <laughs> I found that much okay, more up yeah. here. I found it much less in the city. Yeah, okay. You know, I lived also in Long Island. You know, I, it's just much more driven by money and credentials and people. Every, I felt like everybody I met and played with down there was just like told me their entire resume. You know, as opposed to up here, like every time you played, the audience is filled with musicians. And the next, you know, you're right. playing with, you know, everyone's cross-playing and rubbing off on each other. And, you right. know, it's just the way, you Yeah, know, I mean, in Jeremy's... It's a much better deal, yeah. In Jeremy's last episode where he was talking with uh, Seth uh, Brannis Brightman, um, they Davis. were... Yeah, I just Davis. Yeah, I just ran into him today. I, just I think I just said, like, all of his last names. <laughs> um, Davis, yeah. I just blew him up. Sorry, you, could, you can mute that out. Edit that in post, all right? Uh, he was talking about playing in the city and how you play these shows where you're playing to all musicians. And it's, like, a whole other experience sometimes. Right. Like, I used to go to the uh, open mic at Sidewalk Cafe. Yeah. Um, and everybody... It was the longest-running and biggest open mic, so everybody was waiting to play. And it was a lottery. You might play. You might not even play at all. But the whole room was filled with musicians. And I actually thought it was. It had its pros too. Yeah. Um, but it definitely had its cons in terms of how that that doesn't really set you up for playing to a normal crowd. 
Um, right. And it make, but it's good for making you uh, very analytic of what you're doing. Right. So, but it's weird. It's weird. It can yeah. be weird, and there can be that. I definitely got that. Like there was um, the click there. We used to call them Latch's lackeys because Latch ran the show, and they all kissed his ass so right. hard. Right. Um, and but like they were the chosen ones, right. and somehow it was a lottery. Yet they always played at all the best spots, and um, it was just a, a I a, it's a priceless experience that I cherish, um, but definitely had its weird elements to it. I feel like performing live is an exchange of energy. You know, you're making the energy on stage and you're sending it out to the crowd who are, you know, gr- grabbing it up and hopefully spinning it back to you. And you feel that. And I, I feel like a, a room full of musicians, you're not getting that so much. You're, you're, like you said, you're just being examined. It's like a test. Like you're taking a test to enter music school or something. You Unless know? you're considered yeah. the source. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing those guys on like, I don't know, a Tuesday night or Monday night or something. And like, there was only musicians in the audience yeah. watching yeah. them. Like, you and know, it's dead it was, silent. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, everyone exactly. just, just how was he doing that? And like, taking notes, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. The last time right. he played, he played. He had a double neck um, synthesizer guitar. Yes, yeah, that's the, what he plays. Sa- yeah, it's a Saz. Holy mackerel, man! That's the brand, or that's the, the, no, no, no. It's a Saz. That's just what it's, it's double called. Neck Tw- six and twelve string, right? It's a double next instrument. One string. is a saz, and the other one is a fretless guitar. I think is what it is. Okay. I thought yeah. I thought the saz was the fretless. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he really he does all the like. Uh, yeah, yeah. The violin and yeah, the saxophone sound, yeah. and all that kind of shit yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, consider the source. Fucking cool. show off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old drummer better strings. personally. There's a new drummer now. There's a new but, drummer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I new is, I mean, he's probably, you know, six, seven years old now in the band. Right. But to me, he's still the new drummer. You know, you know that is. I don't know. I've seen their stickers in a bunch of spots mm-hmm. that I've played at. That's one cool thing about touring is, like, you know, playing with the other bands. And then you, like, are, you know, more aware of their stickers all over the place. And, and you, you peel cool. them off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, like, this band sucks. You got to write them. <laughs> That's one of the coolest things I've, I've heard. So I've been up here. Where did they find somebody found a snow bear T-shirt <laughs> in a in a Salvation Army um, or something? A Salvation Army in Binghamton. There was a snow oh, bear Binghamton, yeah. All right. So we're, we're, all, we're already getting recycled now. Our shirts are already being turned in. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. Is right? to like throw just just donate a bunch of shirts to uh, oh yeah like a, a local Goodwill, Goodwill, Goodwill somewhere yeah. or Salvation Army. And get your just get your shit out like That's, that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of like a meta experience to see uh, a shirt sold at the church thrift store on Huguenot Street from an event on Huguenot Street. Right. <laughs> Wait, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Snow Bear? So you guys are playing soon. Yeah, we're going to be um, Saturday, November 2nd up Snugs with um, Local Freak, who's going to reorganize and rise from the... Cool. Ashes and, cool. and yeah, do that yeah. show with us with MK, yeah. so it should be fun. And uh, yeah, we've been back. We're gonna have a couple rehearsals. You know, we, t- we took quite a hiatus. Melissa had a baby, and Jed has some businesses, and yeah, yeah. Dave has a young son, and we're just you know, we're a family band now. Yeah, family. Cool. Band. Yeah, family right. Band. It's crazy how that happens. Disco garage family band. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> so yeah, but that's a fun band. It just something very different for me. You know, half the songs. I was talking to Rick about this yesterday. Actually, I'll be standing in the bar in Snugs, and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute! I know that song on the jukebox, and it's a song I've been playing in Snowband for three years and never heard it. Never heard the yeah, right. version of it. You know, that's what Morningwood was like for me. Yeah. It was like there was like so many of those songs that we played that I never even heard. Yeah. Which at all. I, there's something to that. The interpretation is is honest. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys get together? That was um, so Melissa and Hayden were living together with um, three other girls: Ariana, uh, Bosco, Fiona Hickey, and Annie North. Uh, Annie Hennessy were all living at uh, Man a House on Manhunt. And they would have a talent night every Thursday, every Thursday night or something. That's when open mic was on a different night. So it was every Thursday night, and Melissa would, um, Hayden would sing, and I played guitar, and Phil Cadet was there, and he played piano or do whatever he's doing. And one night I was going to leave, and Melissa stopped me uh, before I left and told me she was going to sing, and she wanted me to stay for that. And I had never heard her sing. I didn't even know she sang, and she was beautiful. So I didn't realize she was studying music at the school, and she. Would, but she sounded had a similar vibrato to Hayden, and I said, "Well, why don't we why don't we do a band together, you girls?" And they just started jumping up and down. They had obviously talked about this already before cool. I had even known about this, and, and I, so we're like, "Okay, let's, let's start a band." Like, what like what do you want to do? And they're like, "Lady Gaga songs," and I said, "Okay, who is that?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'd never even heard of her. I was so out of touch with it. But I, I listened to some of the songs, and we, you know, I got uh, Phil Cadet was there, and I think you might have been. The, were you there for the for the talent days, Chris? Not for the talent nights, no, but the first... Uh, but you were in the original... I was, yeah. Totally was, the original band. I was in the original band, but you had the ladies' night at Snugs. I think that was the first that's time... That's right, that's right. I played with Hayden. That's I also Melissa right. Was there, though, but I played with Hayden. No, Melissa wasn't there yeah. for that. No, she wasn't there for that. So, right, that was the missing link in that part. So we, we decided to do the band. In the meantime, running open <coughs> mic, I had all these girls that were coming and singing an open mic... Um, including Hayden and a, and a couple of people. And so we did a, I asked them if we did a ladies' night. I put a band together, and we backed up these girls and did a, a show at Snug. So girls who had never sung with a band before got a chance to sing with a whole band instead of just singing an open mic. And that's, and yeah. I asked Chris in on that, and Phil was in on that, and Dave too, maybe? Think, yeah, I think, think Dave, Dave was too, and that basically played. was Snow Bear right there. So I remember I, who I played drums. It wasn't Jed, I know that. No, it was Roger. It was, I was think Roger? it was, yeah, it was Roger. And uh, so Roger would have been the original drummer for Snowbear because I basically used that band, but he was on tour with Johnny Monster at the time. Oh, so, okay. uh, so I asked who you. You knew Jed. I got Jed. I was playing with yeah. Jed and some other project. Yep. So nice. we got Jed, and that was it. And that formed the whole band. Did you just right. say you played with Jed's mother? No, no and some other projects. <laughs> Keep up with <laughs> it. A whole other way. It's Jed's mother play. <laughs> right. You don't yeah. even want to know, man. No. <laughs> And um, what about you, Weezer? You got anything coming up? You doing anything? Uh, making a record with uh, my buddy Roland. Nice. Just finished a record with that guy over there. Cool. Rick. Of uh, which music? It seems like we just finished Blood it. But it was more like a year oh, okay. and a half ago. But, um, no. Was it? No, I don't know. not really. The Blood yeah, Letters. All right. Where did you record? Oh, we recorded that at Marcata at Kevin McMahon's place. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and then, uh, um, and then, Kier and his wife had twins on my birthday. Basically. Ah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so then we were like, oh, and uh, really like, kind of slowed down and took my time editing and mixing the record. Cool. Yeah. 
the blood letters did so a you put job. it out not yet oh okay you no. haven't put it out yeah yet. yeah well right. we just recently we were like all right we got to put it out and we we're like oh we have no pictures at all oh like right. the, our picture on facebook is a, a picture i photoshopped together of each one of us separately. Uh-huh. Stalin tactics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait till I get kicked out. They're just going to cut my head yeah, off. Right. Somebody else. <laughs> I asked somebody to take pictures at one of our gigs, and I was like, here, have this camera. And they were like, cool. And, like, there was just all the worst, like, it was like I picked the wrongest person ever. Oh, man. They were all, like, like badly framed, blurry, or, like, out of focus, and, like, just all the things. One was, like, totally black or something, you know? It was, like... Crazy. Yeah. Like, the worst part. They weren't even drunk or anything. They were just, like, they had a complete... Don't know how to take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just had a Terrible. different artistic vision. Yeah, right. Did. I was amazed. I, I, yeah, I know. It was, like, so... It was the most amateur possible. Uh-huh. I photography. That. I didn't know that it could be done <laughs> that badly. Yep. Well, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> now I do. And is there? And now we, we have. And the low bar still, is very low. Right. Yeah. Is there a release date for that album? No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We're taking so that would be out there. So what was the al- other album you recorded with Roland? What band oh, is that? Oh, we're, we're, we're still writing it. We're still trying to, you know, I'm I'm putting together. Originally, I think we're probably going to end up doing six songs, but, um, cool. you know, it, as soon as he asked me if I wanted to make a record, I was like, I hadn't written a song in maybe a year. Probably the last song I wrote was the one I recorded with Oh, you. wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I write all the time, but yeah, yeah. I write every day, but I don't write a song every day. Oh, okay. So, um, immediately I wrote 12 songs. I mean, it was like awesome so you made up for all that time yeah 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 sometimes i uh you know one of my one of my favorite artists mf doom he he has the belief that you need to live for two years to have enough material for a full record for him him personally and i i like really like that yeah it makes sense yeah it's very successful bands that don't have very many life experiences anymore They're, they're touring and you know spending money and yeah. Living right. in a small, small, bigger but smaller world in a way, you know. Their yeah. lyrics suck. Right. <laughs> right. Unless they write about being on the road or whatever, and then those songs right. become legendary. Right. Yeah. You get one good road song, and then <laughs> one good road song, and then after the load that, out, like, you know. Yeah. Turn the page. You know, yeah. One, one turn turn the page. That's it. You What's know? that? Uh, oh. Uh, uh, you should write a song called "One Good that Road Song." One good road song, song, right? You know that Lenny Kravitz one? It's like. Life is like an open highway. I'm out here on the open road. <laughs> American woman. <laughs> right. It's a good song. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So do you, could you think of a band name for this for this band that you have right now? We call it Doc Edison and they are the Good Time Machine. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Doc Edison so, and the yeah. Good Time Machine. Try to change that around. It was crew for a while, but, uh, but Roger, because Roger, Roger was playing drums for us but he's been on tour a lot also now he's with the big takeover yeah so crew was chris roger ed and weezer right and basically a bunch of other ones of us insinuated ourselves upon you right yeah you were the like the uh quote or the what are the uh junior jay and jay and rick right they were they were the actual uh you know the the air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes. Yeah, yeah. quotes. <laughs> you are the dots of the quotes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. right, right. Yeah. 
Exactly. So you know, it's, uh, it's always uh, time for a new name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's yeah. the OG Doc's birthday today, I think. Oh, geez. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, right? Christopher Lloyd. Oh, Doc. Yeah. Oh, the doc. Doc it made me think uh, Doc Time Machine. Right. Doc Brown. Oh. Doc Brown, yeah. The machine, though, though, right? What's that? You said it was his birthday? Today, I think. Today? Happy birthday, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> 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 so, you guys want to play some songs? Yeah, why not? Awesome. Let's do that. I gotta turn up the PA. You were explaining this to me today. One, two, and. And, right, right. One, two.
let's phase out on our uh, most popular album, the way we did it. <laughs> At Electric Ladyland Studios. <laughs> the Chick Birmingham Studios. Oh, that's a great name. No, it's not actually. It's actually not a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Electric Ladyland. No, no, I haven't heard that before. There was a typo in the, uh, what is that, the Hudson Valley New, Hudson Valley One News? Uh, yeah, it's like the Almanac, but... The, uh, what was like, the Almanac, yeah. yeah. But they, I was uh, playing at that Monkeys tribute that they did a while ago, uh -huh. and uh, they they had, like, people, among the performers are, you know... Chris Tennis and Rock Birmingham. Rock Birmingham. Perfect. That is your new stage name for sure. I'll take it. Rock Birmingham. Oh, busted. Electric Rock Birmingham. Electric Rock Burning Man. That's just really where it's at. Yep. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Let's play something else. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, another line on my face? Sure. Which one is that? that uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know. Oh, yeah. Let me switch to my, my fiddle. Pop. 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 Don't call me Pop. <laughs> it's Big Poppy to you. It's okay.
Can't believe it comes to push and shove. Let the fires rise from deep inside. You can't kill with your eyes. Second chances sometimes just don't come. Another day to live with my mistakes. Another line on my face. gonna end the first one a little sooner but then you broke into the slide i was like okay we'll just change mode which was good sorry about that. no no don't apologize <laughs> for being creative my man that's worth it every time do a snow bad tune oh, yes, me? Yeah. <laughs> They've all done this. this song i wrote about johnny star you know, for he used to play at, uh, Dave Ellison all the time from uh, Bad Princess. Princess. So uh, we're at Mountain Jam. Everybody's tripping their balls off, and I'm watching Johnny Starr dance. And he's doing the marionette, and he's on strings, and he's stirring the... So that was the whole thing. He was my hero dancer <laughs> at, that, <laughs> at that show. So this one goes out to Johnny Starr. Yeah. 
stupid dance He stir the sauce Once he finds a groove You know he is the boss He's my hero dancer And he can make things right He's my hero dancer So disco out of sight description it was like oh yeah all right cool I hear that. he's got style he's got class because he's a teacher oh, oh, nice. tricky teaches class <laughs> i think was that the mountain jam where you walked around in the uh the, the, robe, the famous the bathrobe and cowboy hat and i unintentionally turned down your offer to join a band not realizing you're asking me to join a band is that what happened? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I was like, every time I go out, people ask me to join bands. And years later, he's like, I was actually about to ask you to join a band. <laughs> like, I would have still would have said yes. <laughs> Didn't know that about him. Famous robe. I had to bury that set. I had to bury that set of stuff. It was a walked around on its own. A mountain jam, I walked around in a cowboy hat and a blue terry cloth robe and a pair of cut-off shorts. That's all I wore the whole time. And every time I turn around, there would be 20 people following me. I'm not kidding. It was like, it was a, the weirdest. I wish I, like somebody had taken a paper on this. Women were walking up to me and opening my robe and putting it. I was like, what is going on here? People, like years later, I'm at a, um, 
a Levon Helms show in Woodstock, and we're out in the parking lot, me and Maloney smoking a joint between the shows, whatever, and, and this girl comes over, and we're talking to her, and she's like, oh, man, were you at Mount Jam this year? We're like, yeah. She's like, did you see the guy with the robe and the cowboy hat? I'm like, like, that was me, man. And what was up with the robe and the cowboy hat there? It was like the... It was like the um, you were a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. it's just bizarre. It's like the Big Lebowski, you know, like the yeah. dude meets yeah. the cowboy guy, and it was just too much for anyone to to know. Are you going to be by the karma wash? I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to be by the guy with the cowboy hat and the robe. Right. Like, All right. Oh, cool. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is popular as wavy gravy that year. You yourself are a landmark, man. This <laughs> is amazing. Stop following me. <laughs> One question I didn't ask earlier, but I'll ask you now is. Uh, did you ever have an experience that you had like a really profound, um, you know, like uh, relation to music in some way? You know, like a like something gave you the goosebumps. You know, you went to a concert or you saw music performed or on the radio or something. I mean, Can you remember I, I'm your the first? kind of guy. Uh, like, it's kind of funny because, like, I'm a you know, I'm a bouncer and that stuff. But when it comes to like music and stuff. Music moves me tremendously. Like I'll tear up. Like yeah, I'm yeah. still at songs. Like totally. the songs I really, you know, you you turn me on to that. Um, change the world. You, the YouTube thing with the ripple and. Um, oh, uh, music, songs around the world. Songs around the world. Around music the for a change. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Jeannie and I were watching at home, and I mean, I'm tearing right up. I mean, it's so moving. I'm like, this is, you know, people. Have you seen that mic at all? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, it's, it's really so great. So like they uh, they do a bunch of songs like the Wade or Ripple, but all the musicians are all around the world that are playing. So there'll be one guy in the Bayou doing a slide guitar, nice. some girl in Israel singing, you know, some guy in Africa playing some odd thing. So wow. it's just so moving. It shows how powerful how how music really is is the, the yeah. conductive force of the universe. You know, it's yeah, what yeah. really brings us together more than anything. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's not just language. for revolution and change. It's actually for, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but do you remember your first but experience first one, with that? Jeez. Does that stick out for you at all? Um, I can't say anything. I can't remember anything particular. I just was always into music. My, my dad was uh, very much into, like, um, uh Acoustic guitar players, you know, Bob, uh, Jim Croce, Bob Denver, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of guys. Um, John Hank Denver? Chapin. Yeah, John Denver. Yeah, I think Bob like, Denver's on Gilligan's Island. Bob Dallas. Denver, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, so he was a, he was into that. My mom had, had a great taste in music. She had, like, Blood, Sweat, and Tears and cool. Santana yeah. and Beatles albums and stuff. So, you know, they had a giant... Everyone had giant stereos in those days, you know, the big Fisher thing. It was a it was a piece of furniture as much as it was a stereo. I have one. Right. So I would sit there <laughs> and just listen to their, you know, their albums all day long. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and my mom was cool that way. Like, I remember my 10th birthday, she asked me what I wanted, and I said some music. So she got me, you know, Kiss Alive, too. All right. <laughs> but Skinner Alive, that Skinner Comes Alive, was that, and that was one of my favorite bands. And then uh, Frampton Comes Alive, too. So, so wow. it was pretty across the board with what she picked, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Just open a new stuff. And so, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's more of a series of a lot of little ones than it is one big epiphany. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. always... I could always count on music some way or another to be a bright spot. Yeah, yeah, cool. You know, some dead shows. I went to, you know, 50 dead shows wearing roller skates and juggling. and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was just cool time for me. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Trying to picture that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my hair down here, you know. Cut off jeans. I've heard about the dead shows. It is the first time I've heard you say that you're wearing roller skates and yeah, juggling. And, roller and juggling. <laughs> no blue robe, though. No blue robe, then. Blue robe is rolled. Clean blue robe. <laughs> so I guess then, like, I've asked that question a lot. Uh, and pretty much everybody I ask says that they have that connection with music that it's like, there are times that you just tear up. I yeah. mean, and it's like, I don't know. Do you all have that okay. experience? I'm sure doing sound, too, you get some oh, yeah. even oh, yeah. crazier yeah, yeah. things. That I've you... definitely been holding back tears while mixing a band yeah, yeah. live. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, yeah, it's it's yeah. great. And and the cool thing about it is it's you could hear the same song a hundred times, and that hundred and first time will be the time that something hits you yeah. right the, at the right moment. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I get that all the time. So do you feel that ever, Weezer? Every time I hear Desperado. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> he never listens to it. He doesn't want yeah. to feel any emotions. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no. yeah. I think the day that I don't feel that when I play, I probably let somebody else do it. Yeah, right. Do you think that that is a universal thing as a musician, like that we all be. just feel that? It be I mean, a yeah, right. Yeah, it probably isn't universal. I feel like some some musicians are more mathematical than they are emotional. Uh huh. You know, I agree with that. But yeah. I I feel like somewhere they must have, you know, somewhere their a, brain. To be should, a good performer, you have to. You've got to, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. You've, you've got to. And do you think I was going to say? Well, I guess. Soloist. Yeah. Well, there'd be nothing to your performance if you didn't. I mean, I've said that to how many times? Jeannie, my girlfriend here, has been singing some with me, and, and a lot of people from open mic and get up, and they're very worried about what they're singing. And I'm like, don't really. Once you get up on stage, you should be thinking about what they were trying to relay, what emotion were they trying to relay, right. and, and concentrate on that more than the exact wording of what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's true. Yeah, you, definitely. You, you know, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. creating an emotion that hopefully people can relate to. Yeah. Bond to that tune. Definitely. Yeah, I was thinking about um, the two-part question, which I asked the f the second question first, which is if if you think it's universal. But I was I was wondering if maybe it has something to do with like the area that we're in, is like the Hudson Valley in general. Absolutely. If that kind of draws do, the know. people that feel the music like that in that kind of way more to this place, you know. I mean, you know, Long Island had some great things going on, and I felt like some people. I feel like people felt that way, but there's so much at stake sometimes. You know, the money yeah, is really yeah. important and stuff at stake, so, like, they would kind of maybe get away from that a little bit. I think you can lose sight of, of just the connection. Yeah, yeah. And Cut be yourself too worried about that. the presentation and the, everything else. The density of real uh, skillful artists in all kinds of art fields is very high around here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. You could have a ton of musicians on in in a in a place like like Long Island or whatever or New York or Nashville yeah. or wherever. Nashville, yeah. Omaha, wherever. And um, and something does definitely happen. You get more you get more musicians, but that doesn't mean that you get better ones. True, yeah. Or anything. So there's definitely 
and especially in like major metropolitan areas, there's more of a like, oh, making art is easy kind of attitude, uh-huh. you know, as opposed to like, like in a in this area, probably within just a five you know mile radius of here, there are like world renowned painters and like, and what they do is not easy. And you're like, ah, oh, painting's easy, whatever. Yeah, right. Watercolor, but like you know, like real good artists are like. They're studied. They practice what they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, you can be a flashy guitar player on Long Island, and like, you're just another fucking flashy guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's definitely was. I don't know about now, but there was definitely like a highbrow, you know. Like, oh, you just write plain old straight songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 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 we're in a Rush cover band. You know what I mean? It's like cool, that's good, man. like to prove how good. I'm like that's great, man. It's, it's cool. that's really awesome. But it's a little sad too because you had to practice that a lot to yeah, play yeah. that song. I mean, to not get laid. You, and you could have possibly <laughs> right. zero percent chances. You know. And then and I call it the Five Towns Con Syndrome. You know, like that people right. get up there and they they can play. Uh, you know, okay, let's play. Uh, they can play every note from Aqualung, but I can't jam along with me on Locomotive Breath. Just, yeah, okay, yeah, it's yeah. just an E, and I, I don't jam. Uh, what do you mean you don't jam? You know every scale, everything. Oh, well, yeah, there's that too. That's well, it's all different things. Yeah, you know? there's yeah. so many different. So many different things. Right. Before is like, well, how do you define musician? Anyway? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, these guys are technically way better than I am. I just say it all the time. Like, you're way, way better. Than Right, and then there's guys like that who can rip all kinds of um, arpeggios and scales and leads and and things like that. But if if I say to him, play an A flat minor 7 flat 5, it'll be like, uh, um, uh, okay, sure. And then they can play the A flat minor 7 diminished scale. But if I'm like, if you yell the chords at them, like, during a song, be like, A flat you know stop yelling at me like, yeah. like I love those jams where people are like yelling the chords and she's like I never play this song I don't know, I'll, just tell you, I'll just yell the chords and you're alright cool it's right. kind of our band basically it's yeah. <laughs> right. kind of what we do right but that's, do it all the time. that's a whole other that's a whole other skill yeah. you know yeah. a whole other thing absolutely it's like the classical musicians you know right. like the the person who plays in the orchestra and like the soloist who does like the concerto they're co- two completely different people right Different animals altogether. Completely, yeah. Right. yeah. Then you have the conductor, who's incredibly musical, and you know doesn't do anything but grunt and whatever. <laughs> 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 right. Like, <laughs> when you get into those certain pieces, without them, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're if anything more important than that soloist, because they're the glue. Right. So, but you know, until you learn that, until you really experience that. <clears throat> the conductor is a fucking joke. Like, why do I need a fucking conductor? Right. You know? But then you're like, holy shit, they're important as hell right. for that thing. I'm not doing that thing right. when I'm doing this thing. But, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, especially for the subtleties of feel. Like, your music could say play staccato or whatever, you know? But if the conductor is, like, making these, like, butterfly Flooding, flooding the wings, blink, blink, yeah. blink, blink, blink. You're gonna play it that mm-hmm. way, yeah, even though yeah. it's still staccato or pizzicato or whatever. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's like the, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the subtleties of swing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like a definitely. Latin, a Latin beat is not exactly on the click. Things are a little, things are a little shifty, you know. Yeah, yeah, for Same sure. Same thing with the conductor. 
It's natural. It's feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always feel in the crowd. Watching Barry White with the, the, the baton. Barry White. He always looked really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up Barry White. That's the, oh, you know, yeah, when he's conducting, he, he puts a little more into it than Leonard Bernstein, put it that way. You know, he's got... He makes it cool. I was in one of those youth training orchestras where they have like, like the, the usual conductor was like one of the NYU music department guys, but it's like there's an orchestra full of fifteen year olds on Wednesday night, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like, a side gig, for him, and, uh, but he was like he went out of got out of it for a year, and this other guy came in. He was like on away f- out of the country for a year. This other guy, Al Cunnings, came in. And this guy was a freaking fireball on, he would like turn red and, you know, you're teaching kids and like, you, you know, you're like, no, 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 you have to like put, lean into the note, lean into, you know, give it, give it a full voice, but just don't push down on the bow so much so it's not very loud, but you need to still use bow, otherwise it sounds like this. And the kid's like, oh, maybe, and they try it. This guy was not that at all. <laughs> this guy was like... Stop in rehearsal. He's like, stop, stop. If you're gonna play the note, play it. I don't care if it's wrong. I don't care. I don't care. Like, no, Mr. Holland. They're, they're crying. Yeah. Like, they're crying. Like yelling at these kids about. Should have been a football coach. Playing. Yeah, totally. He was a football coach. Then you found out he just got fired for a big conducting job. Yeah, right. No, but we were playing something really exciting. Music and he'd uh, yeah. be like jumping up and down, his head would turn red, and be like, ah! like pointing at instruments, and like you know, that's intense. While they were playing their parts, it was really great. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had a good question and now I just forgot it. It was about this area. <laughs> this area feels like kind of a workshop area where those worlds can collide like the more classically trained musicians and the totally non-trained musicians can come together and learn and and it almost can build up and break down barriers you know at the same time this band is like a microcosm of that you know the guy who just like i'll write songs and you know i can sing a little and play a little but you know we got chris is a you know goodwill ambassador of jazz around rick's played everything with everybody and we you know, it's just a, co- a collective. Yeah, yeah. Of people, yeah. It's a it's, exaggeration, yeah. but <laughs> not much of one. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe not every single thing that's ever been invented, but you will yet, eventually, okay. right? Yeah, exactly. right. You said not yet, right? Exactly. You're still young. You got a lot of time. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel like that. That was always like, you know, even in the 1700s and stuff. You know, rich people would have parties and invite the scientists and the artists and the mathematicians and the musicians and they all, you know, would be inspired off each other. You know, some of the things that the True. the musicians would write would inspire philosophers to, Definitely, to, yeah, to things yeah. and astronomers to look for things. And da Vinci know, so. designed a pipe organ. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to because he was talking to some talking guy to somebody at a party. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, exactly. A lot of theories, a lot of stuff. It's like a pipe organ on a on a cart. Yeah. You know? Wow. With big bellows underneath. Crazy. I had a friend of mine who built a scale model of it. Wow. Yeah. Was it functional? It was functional. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
How did you operate the bellows? He didn't. He cheated. He he put bellows like thing that looked like bellows, oh, okay. and then had an electric motor on. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, you know, he cheated. He turned it on. It's just like. Okay, he had no minions. Good. You have to have minions if you're gonna have bellows. Yeah, so he right. He has to pump the bellows. Yeah. That's not a. Yeah. That's not a starring role. He, I think he said he. Like he had a working, and then, but it was just too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, maintain all that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. perfect time to play some more tunes if you want. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys can play as many as you want, really, or as few as you'd like, whatever. Sure. Cindy. <laughs> Doesn't play everything, but he's got three instruments around him right now. Mountain trail, comet tail, clouds in a grand design. Never-ending stream of pictures running through your mind The moments of your life go by so fast It's all the past A special kind of ebb and tide Chances that you had Upon an astral plane, he seeks no fame. His mind is right, a Templar knight, he knows just who he is. For most of us, the path is more unclear. Why am I here? Stitching time, the reasons why. I try to find it in vain And I'm riding away in time To share my day tonight With those of you flowing through The 80s of my life I'm trying to face the light Here in my space of time And if I try, I can't say why Or just how long it takes Another day, a 
contemplate the pages in your book All that made you turn away And all that made you look Reaching out for all that you can get And even yet Your heart is wild, a godless child A life with no regret Lover's moon, the poet's tune, the goddess in your bed. The things we take for granted that you use to feed your head. You've come so far. A trip, my friend, that has no end. A life among the stars. And I'm riding away from time Sharing my days and nights With those of you flowing through The eddies of my life I'm trying to face the light Here in my space of time If I try, I can't say why Just how long it takes I'm away I'm riding away Sharing my days and nights With those of you flowing through the eddies of my life I'm trying to face light here in my space of time and If I try, I can't say why or just how long it takes Nice, I really like that one What's the name of it again? Riding a wave. Cool. Awesome. It's weird with the, the keys. The keys on the white side goes your one way, and the keys on the black side go the other way. So when you play, you have to like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange little instrument. I like it. Yeah, it's super weird. Oh, and the back is curved, so you can like put it on your arm like. <laughs> Some mouthpieces that go out there. Yeah, modify the mouthpiece. Bagpipe melodicus. Yeah. Could you play them like this? That would be uh, amazing. I don't think so. <laughs> Rock Birmingham. Forearm melodica. The forearm melodica. Forearm melodica. You ever travel? You ever travel with uh, the crew or the Misfits? I have never traveled with a band ever. I've traveled as an athlete, but I've never traveled with a band, as a band. Or you guys play outside of New Paltz ever at all? Or? Have we ever? 
maybe once or twice, but not. I mean, what's the, not with this band, I don't think. Well, that. actually, yeah. this particular group we have, like Sloop and a couple of places like that, but not far out of the, not far out of the Yeah, it's where, where Hudson Valley band. Yeah, yeah. Or That'd just be Hudson cool Valley to, like, band. show up somewhere, like, you know, fucking, like, Sikonjabin, like. Yeah. 14 people deep or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've tried to talk Rick, who used to own the Gilded Otter, into being our tour manager because he's bored, wealthy, and oh, well-traveled. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves Weezer. Yeah, he he loves him. So I'm like, oh, I've yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, get kind of bored, man. Why don't you like be a band manager and book his shows around the world and I stuff? Think he can adopt me. Right, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then Debbie would be right, his... Well, you'd be your, my dad. That would be my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't yeah, think right. she cooks, but... She owns a wine store, though. Yeah, she owns a wine store, man. You don't got to cook. That's a big plus. Yeah. No, I'd like to, though. One of these days, get out there and play some places. Yeah, yeah. I thought about doing... Uh, trying to, to basically have a... Like a... I would promote a show at Soul Flow Studios... Music as the podcast with everybody that's been on the podcast. Right. Try to get, you know, a big show with like everybody. I don't yeah. know. Figured I could do it. Throw yeah. throw some shows together. It'd be fun. Yeah, so maybe have you guys on. Do a podcast tour. I was gonna say, well, you yeah. can do one at Snugs. Even do a remote there, right there with the give you a night and have all the bands play and yeah, I think perfect. You make guacamole. I would definitely guacamole do that. Guacamole usually gets people there. Yeah, you're right. Right, fish, <laughs> fish and chips, beer, drugs. What is wrong with you? Guacamole. guacamole fresh guacamole like made at the table yeah. if you sit at one of the tables at snugs you're gonna get guacamole <laughs> <laughs> All right. you might be the guacamole <laughs> I went to snugs yeah. I got guacamole right. I got wasted that is not guacamole <laughs> <laughs> right do you guys still have the the pickled eggs and all we that do. pickled oh, eggs man. and pickled pickles and <coughs> Deer jerky, venison jerky, and jerky? yeah, it's venison jerky. There. Expanding. That's cool. Have any graft ciders? You know, graft. Graft. Graft is a cider company in Newburgh. They make awesome cider. No, I have to tell him yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like bitter, sour He's ciders. He's super responsive too. He like what's that? Tell him about something. He'll do it. In the cider? There very crack. well may be Newburgh crack in the crack cider. cider. Yeah, cider. Can, yeah. yeah you yeah. never know, right? That crack in it. Only in the like the beginning batches to get everybody really yeah, well, hooked yeah. on it. Just a taste. Yeah. <laughs> Just a taste, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've long talked about Rick's talked about that, like doing some kind of new Pulse band record recording. Uh, I, I was trying to put that together a bunch of years ago. Um, I'd, I would what I'd really contribute. Love to do I'd be in on that. Would be to um, start trying to make a timeline and go back as far and as detailed as we can of yeah. all the bands that we can remember and find recordings for there's been so many yeah even I mean, in the past 10 years that have like come and gone and appeared and oh, like, yeah. I can barely remember all the bands that I've played in though yeah. like around here right. like, they made an EP and then the guitar player was like you know I'm gonna go to school again in Alaska goodbye right. you know and like the band evaporates and yeah definitely Every yeah. single one of them has at least one song that you're like, yes! Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. Right? Yeah, at no, least, I mean, I remember... What's your favorite Radio Circus song, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know, actually. I like Give It Away. 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> Is that the one that's like, give it away, 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 yeah, well, that, no, that would be fun, too, to, like, have a big... Well, there was, there was two things. We wanted to do the band draft. Which oh, would be super yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Explain that. What is that? Band, dra- band draft. Me and Chris and, uh, and Ethan Clee, we were talking about it, um, but we didn't get it together because we're... Imagine when you're a kid in gym class <laughs> the best and bands. like you'd like pick teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Only it's that, only it's with bands. So like right. say everyone joins a band draft and you have your stats, like I you know, I do I can play these instruments, I can sing, okay. I write. All right. And then there's captains, and the captains would pick their team. Right. And then, you know, you have whatever a month to come up with like a whatever there's a set or a few songs or mini set or whatever. And then I there's like a like battle of the band with those band drafts. That would be insane. Yeah. You do like two or three songs, then you put in a show with sh- you do a show with shared backline. Can we can we do we that? Did, yeah. We did it once um, yeah. through the New Paltz Free School. I forget what it was. It wasn't called that, but it was like the forget it. You know, it, it, in a true free school fashion, it was a calendar that went every month with different events and things. And they called it "Band in the Hat." Yeah. But we did it right. with uh, yes. and, and had a performance at Elting Library. Yeah. I think they used to do it pretty cool down oh, in the yeah. city. Will Hansa from Escapers. So I I was telling him our idea, and he said, "Oh, like I've done that for years down in the city, the New York City band draft." I mean, because yeah. because I feel like if you were to put a call out like on Facebook or something, oh, yeah. you'd get like insane yeah, amounts of people. Well, so everyone you'd... everyone we talk to wants to do it. it just yeah. you just it's have just, to narrow. We're it. not organizers. We're just not. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Right. I want to. I want to find somebody else to. Well, I, actually, I don't mind organizing it, but but then everyone is like, "Oh, but you got to be a captain too." It's like I don't want to be a captain I, or anything. I just want to like push the ball down the hill and then be in one. Of this the is this is basically <laughs> yeah, what my job well, is, I mean, is like try to get organized together because it, right. it takes. We were talking about that ladies' night that we did, you know, open mic right. girls and stuff. It took me, I think, it was four hundred and eighty texts to put together one rehearsal <laughs> and one show. Because and I was just trying to get different people because I can't make this date. I got to change it. Right. It's so much. So I can see something. Like you need to definitely delegate a lot of that well, responsibility. That's, the band dress is pretty good one though because you can be like the gig is what's right. What is it? It's October. You can be like the show is March second. Right. We're yeah. Start the band draft now, and you can go up there and you can suck ass, right. or you can do something awesome. Right. But you have. Uh, Got to make some incentive, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some prize. Oh, prizes! No, mm-hmm. we can't. If it's a competition, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, maybe, I'm just saying it's gonna be. It's got to be like a monetary incentive or something for like well, maybe people like, to want to actually like do it. The, the regatta style prizes, where everybody gets a prize, but like, That's, yeah, you right. know, the categories. The Apple Macintosh model. Later. The I feel team like who split his company and competed, but he rewards both because they push each other. That's what I thought of when you said that. That's what I think of. Okay. I think of it being like a draft, like you know, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, the end a thing draft. I think would, at least the one in the city they used to do, it was a battle of the bands. Yeah, because you got to like narrow it down. Think, like yeah. you but could, I mean, you we could don't have to do it either. I mean, hypothetically, get like thing. twenty bands out of this the main draft. Then you have like different nights. You know, one night, right. uh, two nights a, a month or something are are like the battle of the bands nights. Where the bands get narrowed down. But it's only for band draft bands. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and then then before you know it, you got two bands right. 
but I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 fun, but it's also like yeah, it's complicated. A battle of the bands, sure. it is. Oh yeah, no, everyone like, in the winning band a crown. It would take like a year or something. A whole year until the next the- band battle. Be the king. They have to wear it. You'd be the king bass player, <laughs> king drummer of new balls. We all see each other so much. Right. Then a runner up against it. Right. Up against it. right. <laughs> I think the biggest hurdle would be because a big part of that, I think, is to get people to play with people who never played with before. Right. And the big oh, hurdle hard like, to do that. Is the Hudson Valley scene is really all this, we've all been in each other's bands. We wouldn't it's be very, able to draft that. You'd have yeah. to actually specifically play people with people who never played together. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Brian, like, I've never been in a band with Hector, but right. I've, I've played with him live three or four times, maybe. Not, right. not too many times. But I w- that was more of a case of, like, you show up to the, the, the cover band, whatever the cover band is, the big one. You know, the, the new Paul's every- band. The one that everybody's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You show up to the gig, and you're like, oh, Hector, you're playing drums tonight. He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, cool. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't always tell you. <laughs> Sometimes he just shows up. <laughs> Jay has that thing going too. Sometimes he just shows up. Oh, <laughs> I'm just here. Hector's a, a trip to um, be a, a musician with, like, when doing something with them, like playing a gig or whatever. Because it'll be like, you know, we're gonna take a break after this song. He's like, boom, crash, and reaches over and puts the sandwich on his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it was there. Right, yeah. Like during the last song, he made a sandwich. He used, to <laughs> offer, he used to offer me drugs on set breaks, and now he offers me sandwiches and slices <laughs> of pineapple. Yeah. I'm like, hummus and cocaine but and he, pineapple. He literally made <laughs> right. a sandwich during the set, and you won't even know. Well, he's like, you know, he's like swapping symbols in the middle of a bridge yeah. on song, and like doesn't miss a beat. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. But the making a sandwich during the last like. <laughs> the last chorus of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, this is our last song. <laughs> it's a great jam. You still peanut butter? Yeah, right. When I said it, I wanted a drum roll. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah, well, you want to play more? Yes. Do one more, I guess. We can do more. one. Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't blow it to me. We do one over that one today. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's in a key. I don't know if you guys are going to remember. So it's the G minor. I remember. The break in the sort C, of. D. I don't, I don't know the names of any songs. I know. So. Why do you always ask me what song? Because you have absolutely no idea what they're going to say anyway. That's true. <laughs> shut my, <laughs> my mouth and wait for it to start. Be like, oh, that one. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs>
a sunny day Well, sometimes life can be that way When the sunshine can't get through I'll wipe those clouds away for you And I know when you're holding me Like a child I begin to see You don't belong to me But you're mine you guys all you guys in here it it's was awesome a pleasure to be here thanks when, man thanks when for i uh, when i Life think of man. the new paul's music scene you guys all of you guys are popping to my mind you know like <laughs> as well as you i mean it's, it's cool is, yeah. thanks that's man. a great part about it you know yeah yeah you guys since i came to this town you guys were you know well you were probably still in school right mike when i got here yeah i i would have i graduated 2009 yeah so definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I got into town around 2006, like I think 2006, 2007 maybe. Damn. I think it was 2006, yeah, yeah. But I've been back and forth. Yeah, well traveled. <laughs> you and Buster. Yeah, right? Yeah. Boy. Best um, life a dog ever lived. <laughs> right, well, I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, what, so say those dates you got coming up so, again. So uh, yeah, so Halloween is the close mic. All these guys will be playing. Well, maybe not. if I can get Mark out, he'll play. But uh, November first, Misfit Toy Nation and Nirvana Pulse. That's the Lost Doggies tribute to Nirvana. They do every single year. Wear your and, flannel. Uh, what's that? Wear your flannel. Wear your flannel. Right? <laughs> and sweat. Mark, you will be wearing that. What What is that thing that you wear every year? What? Oh, the, the cat head. head? Thing that, the cat head. Yeah, it's the, two years. 
I got busy. I couldn't go costume shopping last year. It seems like every year. There's this amazing video of us playing a Halloween gig, and it's just this one... Like, oh yeah, it's like a five second clip. Five second clip, but I'm like dressed like a pirate. I'm walking backwards across the stage while I'm playing, and like you were behind me, and you're going like <laughs> you're wagging your head back and forth with this giant cat head on. And, like, oh, it's a cat. It's a cat head. Yeah, yeah. And, I, okay. and like there's other other stuff going on. There's like a disco ball, and it's like all this stuff so dense. The like the densest five seconds of what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> That's great. Classic. I haven't seen that. I'm Please wear the cat hat. Nice. So November 1st. Yeah, November 1st. And then the next night, um, Snow Bear and Local Freak. All cool. in the Snugs. Awesome. The place to be for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I played violin on Local Freak's last show. There you go. I was just saying that. I felt bad because like, they don't have a lot of pictures. And one of the few pictures... There's MK and me and you, and neither one of us are actually in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, that's what happens when you're musically um, promiscuous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You're in a lot that's of band totally photos. I think I'm playing with Local Freak this year, too. Are you? I think I am, yeah. Nice. And uh, December 27th, Sakonjabin. December 27th, At Snugs. At Snugs. Yeah. Awesome. And the blood letters will be rearing head very soon yeah yeah sure yeah and that's an awesome band yeah. too yeah they're, they're great so awesome it's just it's cool to have a representation of all the cool shit that's happening yeah, in the area it's awesome thank you guys so yeah. much Keep really appreciate work, it awesome thanks man. so yeah that was doc edison and the machine podcast those guys are great it's always fun to hang out with them and uh i feel like i I always feel like I'm amongst my peers with those guys. And uh, it's uh, it's an awesome feeling because they're all really fucking talented. And um, Ed writes cool songs, like you said. Uh, you know, his songs have this like sort of timeless yet uh, reminiscent of the 70s vibe. And, uh, and it's cool. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Great, great music, and look forward to seeing them November 1st as the Misfit Toys opening for Nirvana Pulse at Snug Harbor in New Pulse. But they call it, do they call it the Doc Edison and the Machine? It's or? at that show, they're under the name of Misfit Toys. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Misfit Toys. That's one Nation. of the two shows that Misfit Toys does a year. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's in the. Uh in the episode. In the episode that we just listened to. You'll learn all about that. And um, then they do also are doing November 2nd, you said, right? Again? Like yep, and that'll be Snow Bear with Loco Freak at Snugs. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good show. Loco Freak is awesome. And uh, hopefully they're all back together. The band is, I don't know what happened to them, but. Yeah, I think they're, this is their big comeback show. Cool. Yeah, that's nice. So, um, I'm about to leave for tour, like literally in a couple hours. Woo-hoo. You got clean underwear? I gotta actually do that first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to my last couple bears, but I'm gonna need more than that for a three week tour. And, I hope uh, so. <laughs> right. Uh, unless I'm just, you know, fucking. Commando. Yeah, like with my shorts on down in Florida, you know what I mean? Like just. Might be more comfortable that way anyway. Honestly, yeah. I'm, do- I'm going to bring my skateboard, but I'm also going to try running a lot more. Because mm. I've, 
I was on a good streak running consistently. Yeah. I went last week, and that was good, but uh, I have not been running lately. It's terrible. I feel like I, I feel it in my body. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. So I'm I'm gonna utilize the opportunity being on tour to start running again because I can. It's it's nice to get away from everybody when you're like, you know, you're literally running away from your band. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to run back to them sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So anyway, thanks a thanks a lot. Thanks again. Thanks very much very much appreciated for listening and if um, anybody just to make a quick little announcement yeah, here yeah, yeah. in uh brooklyn is around on october 30th i'll be coming down at pete's candy store to play a set i'm trying to make it an extra special special extra special night of music that will feature some unusual elements by myself so come on out 10 o'clock there's going to be more acts before that too Sounds spooky. Could be unusual el- elements. <laughs> Is that like a uh, chemistry reference or? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you'll have to f- come and find out. <laughs> We're at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn, October thirtieth. You said. Yeah, October thirtieth, ten o'clock. Awesome. Cool. Are you doing anything for Halloween? That's the night before Halloween mischief night, so it's kind of like my celebratory thing. But cool. might end up over at Hollow Mass. World Inferno does a show every year over at the Warsaw, which I really like that venue, Polish run spot. You get your like Polish food and cheap tall boy beers. Nice. Yeah. Like uh, pierogies and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, pierogies awesome. and um yeah, exactly. Sauerkraut. I, I, I didn't mean to call it shit. I'm. It's really. It is good food. When I did eat it, yeah. we used to go to the spot in uh, Kerhonkson or, or yeah, like Kerhonkson. Yeah, yeah. There's like two, like Polish spots there, mm-hmm. and one of them is like phenomenal. I yeah. haven't. I don't know if I've eaten at the other one. Like, yeah, I just know of the of one myself. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's like a small little place. Anyway, pierogies. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um. So yeah. Check out Doc Edison and the Machine. They're always playing around New Paltz. Like Mike said, uh, Misfit Toys basically plays about one or two shows a year. Yep. And uh, this is one of them. Yeah, this is one of them. So if you're in New Paltz uh, on November 1st or November 2nd, come out to Snugs and check them out. It's 21 plus though. There, it's a bar, a pretty, uh, pretty much a dive bar, but. Good yep. stuff. Are you it's a say? dive bar that feels just like home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after all these years, seriously. There's been so many uh, so many stories coming yeah. out of that place. There's something about the mixture, the smell of beer, vomit, Jaeger, and cleaner that really just makes my hair stand up. Yeah, and door guy cologne. <laughs> oh. That's the first thing. Yeah. You get. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Depending on what band, you know, the the crowd might offer their own smell as well, you know? Oh, yeah. It could get real heady. (laughs) Well, so come on down to Snugs and experience it all for yourself. (laughs) 
it is a great place to see music in New Paltz. Probably one of, well, I think it's, I think it's one of the last places besides Bacchus. Yep. And Bacchus kind of, they kind of worked it out after all these years that Bacchus closes early. And everybody, if you still want to party, you just go to Snugs anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we also talked about doing um, sort of like a huge uh, Battle of the Band type uh, fantasy type, fantasy football type uh, draft, band draft, which is awesome. I think we should really follow through on that idea. Yeah, stay tuned and see if it happens. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, like I've always said, well, not always, but in the past couple of uh, episodes, I've said that if you did want to contribute, um, it's really easy through Anchor. You can go on and just hit the support button and you can enter in as much as you'd like or as little as you'd like, like a dollar, I think, is the lowest you can go. Um, and all that really does is go towards uh, like like uh, social media uh, marketing sort of because the way they have their algorithm set up is like you can't really get out of your uh, your like sort of local the same people that see your posts every time you post them anyway you get the point I can put it towards that sort of thing to reach a wider audience um, and I'm not expecting a lot but you know any anything helps so we really appreciate everybody listening and uh, we really hope you come back to listen for more. While I'm on the road, I'll be releasing some previous episodes that I've recorded in the past couple weeks when I've had extra time. Uh, also some live perf- performances that I've gone out and recorded at the venue. I'll talk about that when I release it. Um, I'll be away from Mike for a little bit. Maybe I'll record some phone conversations uh, yeah, late at night, we're missing each other. Yeah, exactly. I'll record our our intimate phone conversations. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, so just stay tuned for more. And thank you, Mike. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, you got it. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, totally. You helped me out a lot. So thank you very much. And stay tuned. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you.